as the myth turns. Because mythology is the greatest soap opera of all time. With your cultural interns, Eris. And Z. Interns, because we're not professionals. And we're not getting paid. Hey guys, I'm Eris. And I'm Z. And today we are talking about uh, snakes. Serpent creatures. Yeah, serpent myths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just put like snakes. Snakes. <laughs> nope, ropes. Yep. Oh, I would get kicked out of that herpetology Tumblr group. Did you hear about that uh-uh. shenanigans? Uh, I guess some dudes got salty that a lot of ladies were joining their herpetology group and then calling them like snakes. And, and so they like kicked out a bunch of people because they're sexist. Anyway, Lame. so we're going to talk about uh, lots, lots of snakes. Yeah. So I have a ton of... Of snakes and trees. Like, probably more snakes and trees, like, like, than you need. Like, you know, just yeah. say, like, you don't like this one? We got this one. It's like multiple models or whatever. Yeah. You're like, you're like, hey, we got this, we got this, we got this, we got this. There is, uh, the big one in America, obviously, is like the serpent and the, the tree of knowledge, mm-hmm. the Genesis, which I, I actually found that there are, t- there's the Christian interpretation and then the Jewish interpretation that are slightly different. Mm-hmm. Same plot events, right. you know, snake convinces Eve to eat the apple, whatever. But apparently in a lot of, like a lot of Jewish rabbis will interpret this scene happening less as a punishment and more like god put the tree there on purpose because he wanted adam and eve to eat from it it was Mm. like a reverse psychology thing Mm. and and it was like like this is how you're gonna grow up and become better people and you know whatever but christians definitely view it as a way more of like oh no this is all of our troubles began is because of this or whatever and then i just found that interpretation um very interesting because a lot of times the snake is like almost left out of it. They're like, ha ha, okay, it's the devil. Mm-hmm. But like, they then they go like straight into like, Eve was the wrong, whatever. Yeah. And the snake is like left out of it. And I don't know, I think I, I find that kind of interesting, I guess. Yeah. In kind of a weirdly sexist sort of way. I read a thing uh, relatively recently, I think it was on Twitter, or it might have been a tweet on Tumblr, but <laughs> which is very common. The fruit was is actually a euphemism for sex. That it wasn't, it wasn't like fruit of knowledge. It was like banging. Interest. I mean, yeah, yeah. Also, it's like um, apple was just a close translation, but there are no apples that grow in that area. Yeah. There are uh, tree fruits that are very round and tend to be red. And I don't remember their name, mm-hmm. but they're definitely not apples. Yeah. But like, as far as snakes and trees go, almost every single culture had a snake in a tree but but also i mean snakes hang out in trees so like that's not it's like saying like yeah we have dog myths i'm like yeah okay any place that has like a dog yeah it's gonna have some dog myths yeah there is the greek myth of laden the snake's name was laden and they coiled around the tree in the garden of hesperides mm-hmm. sounds about right okay cool i was like i'm not the greek expert yeah laden protected the golden apples in in greek mythology and there's occasional stories where where Layden like does stuff, mm-hmm. but um for the most part it was like yeah, snakes there, nice. good job guard snake you know, very vicious R yeah I just I just made up that last part sorry <laughs> yeah <laughs> I was like I was I was going with it I was feeling it yeah because yeah, literally like Layden the snake protected the golden apples I was like okay guard snake I put a little vest on him a little high vest rest <laughs> security written on the back <laughs> well it'd be it'd be more of a sock than a vest but yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. Like a little sleeping bag. <laughs> now I'm like a sweater vest. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> yeah. Into it. But then, of course, uh, I think we've talked about this guy before, the Nidhogg of Norse mythology, dragon serpent, uh, kind of more dragony. Eats the roots of Udrasil, a giant tree. Mukalinda? He's the serpent king, but he came from the ground and wrapped Buddha up to protect Buddha while Buddha was like entertaining Avana or mm. Nirvana. Basically, like, wrapped him around the Bodhi tree that he was meditating under mm-hmm. as like a protective cocoon. Nice. So again, I mean, not exactly in the tree, but I mean, adjacent to the tree, snakes and trees. Yeah. I mean, like it's, it's a big thing. It's, it's pretty cool. I have the legend of Medusa and the Gorgons. Ooh. Um, so Gorgons were women with serpents for hair, long claws, sharp teeth, scales covering their bodies, mm-hmm. and they could turn people to stone with their gaze. Okay. Some legends say that Medusa was a human sister of the Gorgons, and some say that she was just a human. She, she was very beautiful, and Poseidon coveted her, and he raped her in Athena's temple, mm-hmm. and Athena gave her the Gorgon abilities so that no man could ever do that to her again. Okay, okay. And then, you know, later down the line, Percy, she, Medusa goes lives on this island alone so that, you know, she can be away from bullshittery. No, for sure. And, right. And Perseus comes comes along. He stole a shield from Athena, used it to outmaneuver Medusa, and then he cut Medusa's head off and would, like, attach it to the shield to, like, paralyze his enemies. Yeah. And the head of Medusa, the symbol of it, has been used for centuries as kind of a calling card for safe places for women. Interesting. No, yeah. I like that, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially the whole... The mainstream legend is that Medusa had an affair with Poseidon and Athena cursed her, but, like, original legend is that Mm -hmm. Athena gifted her with this ability so that she could defend herself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've I've heard some talk around, I don't know, like, mythology areas of the internet. She might have not had been human, but, like, had been just a really hot Gorgon sister. Mm. And then what Athena gifted her is uh, the stone to turning people into stone by looking at them. Mm. Like, something like that. Mm. Like, that might be an interpretation. Or it yeah. could just be, like, an internetism. But yeah. I'm okay with either. Yeah. Honestly, whether she's a human and she turned into a Gorgon that had, like, the petrifying, you know, powers. Or if she's just, like, girl is hot, you know, yeah. or something like that. And then... Poseidon came along and ruined everything. Yeah, as usual. <laughs> as usual. I just finished reading Percy Jackson, just the first book, The Lightning Thief. I've read the whole series before, but I was rereading it again as an adult, basically. Yeah, that one is definitely, it's, Medusa is Poseidon's girlfriend. Mm. And Athena was like, I guess Mathena, Athena was angry that they had sex in her temple because it was yeah. just like, you had sex in my bed yeah. kind of thing. And so that's where the curse came from or whatever. We're yeah. just like, oh, gross. But I'm just sort of like, why didn't you curse Poseidon? Yeah. But whatever. It's like a kid's book, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so, Technically. Yeah. I will say the one good, the one good saving point of Percy Jackson is that the character himself, Percy Jackson, once he realizes the, the awfulness of basically like absent father gods spends the rest of the series yelling at the gods hey claim your kids yeah play pay child support yeah like you you guys are deadbeat dads and your bums pay your child support literally a line nice <laughs> like he spends the rest of the series yelling at everyone's dads for nice. being terrible fathers <laughs> and i'm into it yeah i can dig i can dig yeah there is a vision serpent uh, in Mayan culture, mm-hmm. this vision serpent is often represented 
as a king and it is a symbol of rebirth. But one of the things that I thought was really neat because it's what snakes are one of those things that I think a lot of people in modern day will use different parts of different mythologies and have like, we just like snakes. Yeah. They're everywhere. But this one, when I read about it, I was like, ooh, this is very Legend of Korra. This vision serpent can open the doorway into the world tree to enter the spirit world and move people nice. back and forth. And I was like... Dang, I'm pretty sure that's very Legend of Korra. I think that's, that's really where cool. they, I think that's where they took that idea from. But I've, I've kind of seen, especially like video games and stuff. I've seen that a lot, that yeah. kind of idea. But snake opens a door into the tree, and you can move in and out of. Yeah, that's way cool. Yeah, I really like that. I I thought that one was very neat. Yeah. So that's Mayan. Yes. Right? Yeah. 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 I have an Aztec one. Ooh. It's called Quetzalcoatl, which is translate to feathered serpent. It's yeah. um, a rattlesnake bird combination. Mm-hmm. He was the Aztec god of wind, rain, learning, agriculture, and science, which I think is super cool because I don't know any other culture that has a god of science. That is really neat. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. But he joined with Tetzcatlipoca to nice. rip the giant sea monster Sepactli in half. And one half became the sky and the other half became the earth. And so that's like the origin story, uh, Aztec origin story. Okay. Um, And it's depicted as a rattlesnake with like a plume of feathers. Interesting. Yeah. I know there's a dinosaur called Quetzalcoatlus. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Like, and it's this huge, gigantic bird head, like Mm. huge beak. And then it like walked on its wings kind of thing. That's cool. Like these huge arms and like... Yeah. Or whatever. Oh, you should Google it. It's. I feel like I might have seen really pictures of that cool, on Tumblr. But they they named the dinosaur after. Yeah. The legend. That's way cool. It was like. Ah! Anyway. Hey guys, it's Eris cutting in for your regularly scheduled, our regularly, your regularly commercials, commercial break. Anyway, yeah, I would like to thank Mac Boyle for producing and editing our episodes and also for hooking us up with Party Now Apocalypse Later Industries uh, for our host network, which things should be um, pretty well already. If If you're listening to this, you're probably already there. Um, or you're still getting it through Spotify, which is actually super cool of you guys. I really like Spotify. They don't endorse us, but like if any Spotify hookup reps, you know, just like just just email us at asthemythterns at gmail.com. That'd be super rad of you. Yeah, Party Now Apocalypse Later Industries. You can find really cool stuff, um, including another podcast that we're on, uh, me and Z. Uh, the Holodeck is Broken, a Star Trek Watch Rewatch podcast. We are, I mean slowly probably by this point if you've been following along we are now working on going through the movies and slowly approaching the next gen so which i'm super excited about you can also find books blogs movie movie reviews and also the fourth wall a radio play in its entirety totally done you do not have to wait for an ending because it is all there at partyapocalypse.com now for the fact of the day Hippopotamus milk is pink. Woo! (laughs) Back to the episode. Two short little things, and then I've got a story about the fertility god Ningazida. I'm pretty sure I messed it up, but there are definitely two Z's in that name. Okay. (laughs) Um, it's a Sumerian legend. There is the Ouroboros, which I think Mm -hmm. a lot of people, and that's that's a thing that kind of caught 
pops up in a couple of different cultures. Is a snake eating its own tail? Like in Yorgamander, you know, that's the one I know. I saw something that dawned on me, uh, and I don't know why it took me this long to realize that this is what it was. Um, it was quite possibly based off of the Milky Way because I live in the city. So I have only seen the Milky Way once in my life. And I've saw, I've seen it semi-recently a couple of years ago, mm. went camping and it is a incredibly bright green streak across the sky. And I never realized actually like how bright it was. I was just like, oh, if you see the stars in the right configure, no, no, my, my city girlness yeah. <laughs> and was not ready for how bright it was. And so anyway, now it, it makes sense now that I've, that I've read now that, um, the Ouroboros idea of a snake so large and encircles the earth or just mm -hmm. a snake eating its own tail or any of those kind of thing and, and those kind of myths and legends were based off of the Milky Way. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, also, the Nidhogg had, uh, like, seven friends. There was eight snakes in the tree, but he was the only one who actually, like, did anything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they all had names, but they just hung out, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Sumerian fertility god. Uh, Ningizida? Ning is it a? I'm not sure where you split those syllables or yeah. where the accent goes. He is a fertility god. He is depicted as a serpent with a human head. So also kind of like going, hearkening back to our like almost like reverse centaur. Mm -hmm. <laughs> He's a god of healing and magic. He his symbol frequently um was a staff with two serpents twined about it. So a little bit like the codicus staff i believe mm -hmm. like the medical staff yeah he is also an ancestor of gilgamesh the mm -hmm. sumerian king of legend of, of uh, myth also possibly a real dude i need to look that up later mm -hmm. uh but gilgamesh also died because of a snake which i also find is funny so like he has this in his ancestry and then a, he died because of snake but not because the snake bit him and it was poisonous or not like Hercules style. Like it was going to like Anaconda, you know, it was choke him as a baby or whatever. No. Mm. So, so Gilgamesh, he went on a lot of these like journeys and like the, the epic of Gilgamesh is like where he's like traveling around on the behest of Ishtar and, you know, he's got his friend Enkidu, like this, like basically this like werewolf dude mm. who's with him, uh, possibly boyfriends. Um, but yeah, one of these stories near the end of his epic legend, he is searching for immortality because he's like i'm the coolest bro ever and i want to continue being the coolest bro ever so he uh he finds you know tail that there exists at the bottom of this lake underwater this plant that you know when you eat it or whatever it will make you immortal so he he finds the lake he swims to the bottom of it he gathers up the plant and he swims back up to shore but he's so tired because it's a super deep lake or something like that and so he takes a nap and he leaves the plant beside him to dry out or something like that. Mm. And then a snake slithers by and then eats the plant and then goes off and does snaky things. And right. so, so when Gilgamesh wakes up, the plant is gone. And I don't know if like that was he, like, there was only one plant and he gathered it all. So that was like his one chance or like he would just melodramatically decided like he's not swimming in the lake again. I guess he'll yeah. just die here. And then, yeah, then he died. Nice. The end. <laughs> Basically. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, just there's an immortal snake, just like a garden snake, just like just like not not even like a just just a regular snake who just like oh, it's super weird how I can't die. <laughs> just going all my around. friends keep dying, and oh, I'm still here. I'm still here. What is what is going on? <laughs> yeah, he's not even. I don't even think he's sentient. It was just like a snake. Aww. just this regular snake going like, I guess I'll just keep eating mice. I guess. <laughs> 
Um, I have The Legend of the White Snake, which is Chinese. There was a boy, uh, Zhu Jian, who bought Tang, Tang Yan from a vendor. Vendor. But they were, it was actually immortality pills. And he thought oh. it was just like a little thing to eat. Um, and so he goes like three days without having to eat anything. And he comes back to the vendor and he's like, hey, bro, like what what, what was it that you gave What'd me? What did you sell me? What's going on? <laughs> and so the vendor hangs the boy upside down over a bridge until he throws the pills up. Oh, my God. And there's a white snake in, demon in the, in, the, in the river who eats them and gains like 500 years of magic. Later, she, you know, she's hanging out near the bridge and she sees this beggar pick up a green snake and he, you know, talks about how he plans to gut the snake. So he plans to, to sell it, um, its, its parts and stuff. And um, the white snake takes on human form and she buys the green snake and sets her free and the green snake views yeah. her as, a, views the white snake as a sister. And then they, be, the white snake becomes known as Bai Shuzhen. And the green snake becomes known as Yao King. So later they turn into their human forms and they're at this festival. And Zhu Jian, the boy that threw up the pills, it starts raining and he lends them their umbrella. And eventually Zhu Jian and Bai Shuzhen, the white snake, mm-hmm. fall in love. And they move to Zhenjiang and open a medicine shop. I feel like I'm saying all of these things wrong. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't pronounce... I, I... I study Japanese. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm saying them all wrong, but I'm trying very hard. No, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking of like, oh my God, it was kind of a meat cute. In yeah. Like a weird way. Yeah. Like a really weird rom-com. So, okay. So here's the thing. Like you threw I up think... on me and I became immortal. Oh my God. Here's the thing. And I, I think the reason that I like the story so much is it reminds me of me and my husband's story uh-huh. in that whenever I was 18, I, it was my 18th birthday. That morning I'd spent the night at a friend's house. And we'd had like fried eggs uh-huh. and I, it had been a few years since I'd had eggs at all. Oh, and okay. so I didn't realize it, but I had developed an allergy to them. Right. And so I get to work. If and, you stop eating something, sometimes that happens. Yeah, yeah. So I get to work and, and my husband, he worked there. I was feeling so nauseous. It was like the last two minutes of my, of my shift. Like my manager was pulling the drawer out of my, mm-hmm. my cash register. And I just, I was like, I can't do it. And like I had one more customer. I was like, I can't. And so I took off around the back, um, into, into the back mm-hmm. and I had my hands over my mouth. And my husband came around the corner and got in the way of the trash can, and I threw up all over him. Oh, like, my God. all over him. And he was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And he's like, it's okay. It's no big deal. And he cleaned it up for me. And then a few months later, we started, we went out on a couple of double dates. And, like, it, like, you know, from there, Aww. like, so, so I. It's weird meet you. Yeah. Like, yeah, I remember so, that time I vomited on you. Let's go out. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I think, I think that's why I like the story so much. Is it kind of reminds me of my, me and my husband's story. <laughs> but anyways, that's not the end of it. Okay. Okay. So there's this terrapin or tortoise spirit who uh-huh. saw Bai Shuzhen eat the the thrown up pills, and okay. he was jealous of her that he didn't get any. And so he, you know, spends years accumulating his powers, and he takes on a human form as Feihai, and he tricks uh, Zhu Jian into feeding Bai Shuzhen this wine that that was drank normally at at, uh, at a festival or whatever and by Shuzhen okay. didn't know it and it like revealed that she was a snake gotcha um, okay. and then Jujian dies of shock oh yeah no. so the sisters I was rooting for them I know it's not over it's not over okay. the sisters by Shuzhen and Jiao King travel to Mount Amai 
uh, to steal a magical herb, which restores Zhuzhen, and he still loves her despite the fact that she's a snake demon. Yeah. And um, Feihai kidnaps Zhuzhen, and Bai Susan can't get him back because her powers are depleted because she's pregnant. And so, but Zhuzhen escapes anyways. He finds a way out. Okay. And Zhu Zhu Mangjiao is born, which is their son. Mm -hmm. They go into hiding. And 20 years later, uh, Zhu Mangjiao becomes a top scholar. And at the same time, Zhao King, the green snake Mm -hmm. that the white snake saved, defeats Feihai. And they all live happily ever after. So that's the story. It's a long story, but I thought it was really sweet. No, and it's, that is it's really very snake centered. So I thought it was appropriate for yeah. the episode. Also, I realized I've heard the not necessarily that before, but like that kind of setup. Like you have a shapeshifter, like animal wife, mm-hmm. and there are quite a few stories in 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 Japan, Japanese lore, where you get her drunk and yeah, and then and she, she forgets. Yeah, you know, because I mean. I get it. I, I too am a sloppy drunk. And sometimes <laughs> I forget, you know, the, the basic uh civil niceties. Yeah. And I and I too transform back into a fox and I'm just like cackling it up and you yeah. know, whatever. But yeah, apparently foxes and tanukis do that a lot because I guess they just like really like humans. Nice. And they'll just be like, Yeah, uh, let's get married, I'll I don't know, give you something or stuff or whatever and then yeah. they get drunk and you forget, Oh yeah, I forgot humans don't have tails. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh god, just push that back into my spine. Everything's fine. <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. So that uh, that wraps us up for this episode. Yeah. We do have a little announcement. Yeah, um, it's it's a sad announcement, but it's it's like a it's a bittersweet thing. It's a bittersweet thing. Um, as the myth turns, we'll end after this season. We will mm-hmm. we will finish out the season. Um, we will have a big you know blowout episode uh, in December. The, the end of the year and after that we will we will move on to other things we will we will start a new podcast so this is not like the end of our podcasting career just yeah. just the end of azimuth turns and who knows maybe we'll do like a yeah. once in a while summer shindig where we kind of yeah. do something but um yeah that'll that'll be it for us for now for those of you that really liked our drunk episodes, there is uh, never fear. There is yeah, um, <laughs> an entire podcast in the works um, along those lines. So you know, yeah. our workshop title right now is like "I Got Drunk and I Love This." Yeah, yeah. But we'll we'll we'll, we'll see, and you guys you guys will will not see the end of us. Yeah. So. Oh yeah, you will not see the end of us plus alcohol either. No, yeah. for sure. <laughs> I mean, we, we've got several other, or we've got the Thib and then, you know, other podcasts in the work where we watch TV shows, but yeah. the, the drunk, drunk Azimuth Turns will be reborn, much unlike, not unlike a phoenix, yes. rising out of the ashes yes. with, with rising double out of the, fisting two bottles of vodka rising and out screaming of the, about necromancers. Rising out of the shot glasses. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but that's it for this episode. We will catch you next time. Talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to like, 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 like. And subscribe to As The Myth Turns on Facebook and Twitter. And email us at asthemythturns at gmail.com. Transcripts for this episode can be found at our WordPress site, asthemythturns.wordpress.com. Our theme song is called Fretless by Kevin McLeod. You can find this song and all his others at incompetech.com.